Welcome to the Work Wonders Podcast, where we simplify HR for small business. I'm Angela. And I'm Susan. Let's dive into today's episode and see what you've been wondering about. In today's episode, we'll discuss what we mean when we say discrimination, harassment and bullying and what that means for you and your business and the people that you manage. What we intend by the end of this episode is that you'll have a better understanding of what might be illegal when it happens in your business, know your responsibilities as an employer, and also understand how you could prevent these sorts of incidents from happening and how to respond to them. It's a really big topic, so let's get started. This is the Work Wonders Podcast. Hi, Angela. Hi there, Susan. Well, we've wanted to make this episode for a while, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a complex topic, so we've been putting it off. Um, but really, despite all the education, all the publicity, bullying, harassment, and yeah. we're still, still happen at work. So yeah, unfortunately. That's why we're um, doing this episode today. So as we know, it's an employer's duty to look after the health, safety and welfare of people at work. And yes. That doesn't just include the physical safety, health and welfare. You're right. And there's serious consequences if you don't fulfil your duty as Mm. an employer. You may be used to identifying physical hazards Mm. at work and and acting, you know, dealing on those hazards. Yeah. And discrimination, bullying and harassment are also hazards. They're Mm. what we call psychosocial hazards. Not so obvious. (laughs) No, not so obvious. And I guess that's what makes it tricky to prevent and deal with them as well. Yeah. Especially if you're not clear on whether something's okay or or not okay. So let's um, start off with a few definitions. Let's do that. Okay. Let's start off by defining discrimination. The official definition is that discrimination occurs when a person or a group of people is treated less favourably than another person or group because of their background or certain personal characteristics. So what are those characteristics? Federal discrimination laws protect people from discrimination on the basis of their race, including their colour, their nationality or their ethnic origin or their immigrant status. Uh, It also uh, protects people on the basis of their sex, their pregnancy or or marital status, uh, breastfeeding. Uh, You're protected um, from discrimination on the basis of age or disability and also on sexual orientation, gender identity and intersex status. Yeah, so we've talked about that a little before, haven't we, Susan? So those things can't come into play when you're thinking about recruiting someone or offering employment to someone. Um, if they're going to be considered for things like training or, you know, offered a promotion, anything like that in terms of making a decision around a person's employment or who's suitable for that employment can't be based around those things that you just mentioned. Yeah, and so it's the full um, range of the, you know, the employment relationship, including yeah. um, dismissing someone. Yeah, so you mean that you couldn't fire someone for those things either? No, Exactly. So there's a lot of interplay Mm. between what we're talking about all the time on this podcast Mm. and um, making sure that you avoid claims for discrimination. There is a lot to be considered in terms of all those different factors we just listed about discrimination. There's more information and fact sheets on the Human Rights website and we'll post a link in the show notes to that. And what about harassment? Ah, Harassment's closely related to discrimination Uh law. So here's another formal definition for you. Sure, go ahead. 
So that it's unlawful to treat a person less favourably on the basis of all those things that we listed. Okay, so that's discrimination. Um, but that less favourable treatment can include harassing or bullying a person. The law also has specific provisions related to sexual harassment, racial hatred and disability harassment, which okay. we'll go into. So, Angela, have you got some of the behaviours that would mm. be considered as harassment? Well, as I heard you talking there, I'm thinking harassment is behaviour like telling an insulting joke to someone, thinking that it's funny and it's really not, particularly if it's around a particular racial group, for example. Mm. And I think the important thing there is that it depends on the perception of the very person who hears the joke, not the perception of the person who's telling the joke. Yeah, that's a very good point. You're not thinking of the other person if you're thinking it's funny and saying it anyway and it's really not appropriate. Yeah. What about um, sending explicit or maybe sexually suggestive sort of text messages or an email to someone when it's not warranted? Mm-hmm. That's not appropriate. Um, displaying something in the office or in the the workplace that's racially offensive or pornographic, you know, a poster or even a screensaver on a computer, something like that. Yeah, you can't see it over the podcast, but I'm pulling (laughs) awful faces here at Angela as she's saying these things. It's it's all a bit icky, isn't it? (laughs) cringeworthy. Cringeworthy is a good word for it. Um, But yeah, having those sort of things on display is definitely not on. Another thing that's cringeworthy is derogatory comments or I'm thinking like wolf whistling and things like oh, that, yeah. um, whether it's taunting a person because of their sexuality or maybe even because of a person's disability mm-hmm. or just generally intrusive questions and inappropriate questions about a person's life and just their choices. Yeah, so it's okay to say, what would you do on the weekend? It's not okay to say, who'd you sleep with on the yeah. weekend? yes. So it's important to understand that a one-off incident can constitute harassment. It doesn't have to be ongoing for it to be defined as harassment. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. And in fact, there's a few different acts that applies to specific types of harassment. So let's run through those Uh um, as quickly as we can, I guess. Um, The first is the Sex Discrimination Act of 1984, which prohibits harassment in the workplace by employers, co-workers and other workplace participants. Mm -hmm. So that might be partners or directors of a firm, it might be contract workers, it might be commission agents. They all come under your responsibility of protecting your workers. Actually, I've got a good example I just remembered. Sure. Baker's Delight Mm -hmm. is taking the whole thing very seriously to the extent that they are going to warn customers about sexually harassing their staff. Okay, because they're part of the work as well. Yeah, that's right. So it's a positive intent Mm. to look after their staff and make sure they're not sexually harassed. But back to sexual harassment, it's broadly defined as any unwelcome sexual conduct mm-hmm. that a reasonable person would anticipate would offend, humiliate or intimidate the person harassed. Okay. Then we have the Disability Discrimination Act of 1992. It prohibits harassment in the workplace based on or linked to a person's disability or the disability of an associate. Oh, right. Okay. So I assume by the disability of an associate, it means harassing somebody because they spend time or related to or have some sort of relationship with somebody with a disability. Okay. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
finally, the Racial Discrimination Act is another one that um, has specific definitions in it, mm-hmm. um, and that's from 1975, and that prohibits offensive behaviour based on racial hatred. Mm. So racial hatred is defined as something done in public that offends, insults or humiliates a person or group of people because of their race, colour, or national or ethnic origin. Okay. So lots of um, different pieces of law. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so now we've talked about the definitions of discrimination and harassment. The third and related area that we, topic we wanted to talk about was bullying. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit of a buzzword, that one, isn't it? Mm. Um, look, I think the biggest difference is that bullying is um, a repeated active behaviour. So it's unreasonable again um, towards either one person or a group of people that's going to create a risk to their health and safety. And do keep in mind that's not just physical health and safety, that's their emotional and psychosocial sort of health and safety as well. So as I'm saying that, Susan, some examples I'm thinking of are abusive or offensive language or comments. Um, Yeah, that one's probably pretty obvious, isn't Mm. it? Um, aggressive or even intimidating behaviour towards someone. And it doesn't need to be violence or a threat Mm. of violence. It can be intimidating through shouting at someone, for example. Yeah, just exerting power over someone or Mm. limiting them from doing something or forcing them to do something. Yeah. Um, Belittling or humiliating someone, Mm. especially in a public sense as well. Yeah. Practical jokes or initiations. (laughs) I've seen that happen, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, definitely, definitely inappropriate. And in some cases can be physically harmful. Um, Unjustified criticism or complaints. Yeah, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Mm. Unjustified in whose eyes. Yeah, true. Like you said from the beginning, it's all about the perception of the person Mm. on the receiving end. Mm. Um, One form of bullying that I think goes unnoticed sometimes is deliberately excluding someone. Oh, yes. And I hate to say it, but I think this is the mean girl behaviour. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Who's popular and who's not. Yeah, and just being able to... And I have seen this happen in the, in a workplace. Just you know, not letting people know that there's a meeting on, or that they you know everyone else is going for drinks, mm. or things like that. Then where you're actually deliberately excluding someone. Yeah, that's bullying. I'm afraid. Actually, I'm recalling an episode. I think it was Catherine's episode back in season one, mm-hmm. and she talked to us about an example where. Um, there was a Facebook group involved oh, yes. with people and I think it was for shifts and that sort yeah. of thing. So even if people are online together, that can be another way oh, to be yeah. excluded as well. True. And related to that then is withholding information mm. that people might need in order to do their work properly. That yeah, would be mean. One. Yeah. It's really putting them in a position of looking foolish or being excluded or... or Looking like they're incompetent because they haven't been given all the information. So, yeah, yeah, they're all forms of bullying. Mm. Hi, it's Susan here. Are you struggling to stay on top of your HR-related documentation? You need a system. Balance at Work are agents for the H-Factor, a people management system designed specifically for Australian SMEs. To find out more, you can contact me via the Work Wonders website workwonderspodcast.com.au Okay, so Susan, we have a very clear definition of those three things, Mm -hmm. harassment, bullying and discrimination. 
And I guess now we need to talk about the responsibilities of the business owner or the manager. So any incident, no matter how small, of harassment or discrimination or bullying, the employer or the manager needs to respond appropriately and quickly. It's the best thing to do. If issues are going to be left unaddressed, you're going to probably have a hostile work environment. It can expose employers to further um, evidence of bullying or harassment and potential, you know, physical or more emotional harm if it's not dealt with quickly. Mm. And, and, you know, you might get complaints from other people who've observed it. Mm. It might just... um, Maybe even customers. Yeah, get bigger than you would like it to get. So very important for you to act quickly. Another um, risk in not acting quickly is that it might indicate that you've accepted this behaviour. I was just going to say, yeah, the culture, it will start to affect mm. culture if you're not someone who has a nil tolerance policy. Of yeah, that, exactly. You know, in terms of so Angela, we recognise it's important mm. for the manager to take action. The other side, though, is that sometimes we're afraid to take action on things because we're thinking that we might be perceived as bullying or harassment or whatever on its own. Yeah. And I think it's useful for employers to know that there is such a thing as reasonable management action. Mm -hmm. So these are actions that when carried out lawfully and in a reasonable way may be uncomfortable or distressing to someone on the receiving end, but it is legitimate for a manager or a supervisor mm. to do these things. So a manager or a supervisor can lead, direct or control how work is done. Sure. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're also able to give feedback and manage performance. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and that includes feedback around inappropriate or harmful workplace behaviours. Absolutely. Yeah. So that comes back to what we were just saying. I.e. you can't claim that I'm bullying you if I'm dealing with a complaint that's been made about you bullying someone. (laughs) Yeah. It is also legitimate to deal with differences of opinion and disagreements in the workplace. So that that whole grievance handling part of being a manager. And you also have the right to recruit, assign, transfer and implement disciplinary action Mm -hmm. or terminate employment. Mm. But again, if you fit within the legitimate legal definitions of how you should do that. Okay. So it's a lot of information, but lucky for us, um, the Fair Work Commission has published a guidance material on what does reasonable action mean and how to carry it out in a reasonable manner. So again, there'll be a link to that in the show notes. Basically, as long as we're not discriminating or making those crucial actions and decisions upon those things that someone can be discriminated against or in a, in the incorrect manner, you know, so yes. as we're not acting in an inappropriate way, they're all safe to do. Yeah, well, yeah. Ho- and hopefully you will be doing this yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a manager. Okay, so Susan, prevention is definitely better than a cure. Mm-hmm. An early intervention is the next best bet. <laughs> um, True. But everyone does have a right to go to work and... Being in an environment free of bullying and harassment and discrimination, certainly violence as well. Yeah. So as an employer and a manager, you do need to be aware of these responsibilities that we've talked about today and not be too scared of them. These are just the, the rules that we live in to make sure it's a safe place to work for everybody and also to make sure that you're maintaining a culture in your workplace that's positive um, and inclusive. So you'd need to obviously implement a policy and a procedure around these things so that you're making all of your staff aware that this is what you will and won't tolerate in the workplace and how you'll handle those things when they come across. What do you think is the value of training there? Like it's all well and good to have a policy. Yes. 
But I think some of these things are a bit, well, what if, what Mm. if that? And in my experience, having people in a room to actually work through scenarios can help a lot. I think I'm reminded of way back in the beginning of the episode, we talked about perception. Mm. And I think that comes into play when you think about whether a person understands it to be bullying or harassment or discrimination or not. Mm. Um, And that comes down to perception as well. And I think training can clarify that and standardise that for people, especially if you're doing it as a team um, and, you know, and and the manager is there saying, this is what we'd like everybody to do. This is how we agree that, you know, this is for us and this is what we will and won't do giving some examples and that sort of thing. So it helps people understand if they're a person that, you know, doesn't consider it that way, <laughs> helps them understand exactly what to do and not to do. Yeah, and ask questions. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. and hopefully that gets you more buy-in to the whole um, concept mm. um, and prevents future problems. So if you're looking for somewhere for a policy template to get that conversation started in your workplace, again, there'll be a link in the show notes for that. I think we both agree, though, Angela, that it's not enough to just have a policy mm. and it's not enough to just have a policy and training. No. I think yeah. it has to be something that you embed in your culture, mm. that you live and breathe every day, mm. and as a manager or an employer, that you're on top of every day and you're aware of what's going on in your workplace. Um, if you are doing that, you'll probably see that the people that don't agree or that want to get away with, you know, practical jokes and so on, they'll fall by the wayside if they're continually um, being told that that's not appropriate, that's not on, that's not how we act, yeah. So part of it too then is um, empowering your staff who may observe those behaviours to Mm. also um, report them or or just say, hey mate, not on, let's not do that. Uh, A good tool for helping with that might be a code of practice for managing psychosocial Mm -hmm. Hazards at work sounds highfalutin, um, but Safe Work has a downloadable thing that you can refer to there that is probably good to make people aware of. Again, another link in the show notes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Lots Look, of those today. It's information heavy, this topic, isn't it? But it's a really important one. Mm. And um, it's very finite in some ways, like the definitions that you shared earlier. Yeah. We hope you now have a good understanding of your responsibilities as an employer and what you can do to prevent psychosocial workplace injuries that might be caused by discrimination, harassment or bullying and also what you can do to avoid those risks. As we said at the beginning, this is an important topic and one you can't ignore. There are costs for an employer who does ignore their responsibilities. There can be legal costs, there will be reputational costs and of course staff turnover and the cost of that. Did anything you heard today ring any alarm bells for you? If it did, you need to take some action now. We've got links to all the resources we mentioned today in the show notes, where you'll also find links to some other relevant resources. And of course, remember, we're here to help if there's any further questions that you have on this. If you found the information in today's episode helpful and you can think of someone else that would benefit from that, please go ahead and share our episode with them. And in future episodes, we'll delve a little deeper and talk about how to respond if you ever get an employee that comes to you claiming that they've been discriminated or harassed or bullied. Thank you for listening to the Work Wonders podcast. Hit subscribe now so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's, why not tell your friend and maybe even leave us a review? 
So what have you been wondering about? You can pop onto our website, workwonderspodcast.com.au and let us know. We'll talk to you again soon.